Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, a place for adolescent and family healing. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If your family is struggling and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their trained professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. As I was doing some research about the organization that you speak with, you know, I was reading through Proverbs 7, and it really talks more about evil women. So I was curious as to how your organization really came up with this Proverbs 7 woman. Well, it's the Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, it's 31. That woman. Well, that makes perfect sense then. Okay, I was, okay. Never mind. Hey, sorry about that. He has an awful dry sense of humor. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to Paradox today. We are so glad that you join us. Today, we are lucky to have Amy and Barry Carroll. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. We're so happy to be with you. Now, Amy is a blogger, speaker, Proverbs 31 lady, as well as podcaster. Barry, I am so sorry. I did not get your profession. What do you do? Uh, I used to be a, a classroom teacher. I left that field after 15 years, and now I'm a district manager of sales for a company called Music and Arts. Ah, very nice. Um, wow, that long in the classroom. Yeah, a lot of it's, fun. it's great that you just don't have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, psychiatric work being done <laughs> to recover right. from that. So that's pretty good. Um, all right, Amy, I wanted to visit with you uh, first. As I was doing some research about the organization that you speak with, you know, I was reading through Proverbs 7, and it really talks more about evil women. So I was curious as to how your organization really came up with this Proverbs 7 woman. Well, it's the Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, it's 31. That woman. <laughs> well, that makes perfect sense then. Okay, I was, okay. Never mind. Hey, sorry about that. He has an awful dry sense of humor. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, well, yeah. So I'm glad we got a chance to set the <laughs> straight. And when you introduced me as a Proverbs 31 woman, I always have a disclaimer with that, that that scripture, of course, is the goal that exactly. I have not yet arrived at. But I am just so pleased and proud to be part of Proverbs 31 Ministries. And um, I've been part of the ministry for about 10 years now. And it's a group of women that I love dearly. And we haven't arrived at the goal yet, but we love Jesus and we're following hard after him and in ministry and trying to um, bring others into our community. So very nice. And, and this is uh, this is a group of women that go around and have conferences and things of that nature. Yes, uh, we, we have a speaker team, so we speak nationally and even internationally now, and we also have a yearly conference called She Speaks in Concord, North Carolina in July, it's coming up, that's for speakers and writers, women who are called into those fields. So ah, Very, very nice. Now, last year, you uh, published a book, your latest book, and it's called Breaking Up with Perfect, um, kind of, you know, getting away from the pursuit of perfection. And yet, you know, sometimes I've heard, you know, ladies say when 
you know, when the preacher is talking about a Proverbs 31 woman, they go, wow, the, the pressure to achieve that kind of perfection. Um, what yeah. kind of led you to, to address this idea of, of abandoning a pursuit of perfection? Well, it's really out of my own personal struggle. And I would say, even though I've known Jesus and loved him since I was 10 years old, that for decades after that, I still felt like I had to earn God's love and other people's love, too. And so my perfectionism came out of a desire to earn that approval, that affection, that love from God and other people. And, um, you know, in some ways it serves us well for those of us that are perfectionists. Our culture really affirms that. I got a lot of pats on the back from looking great on the outside, but it kills your soul by drips on mm -hmm. the inside. And, you know, we live in a Pinterest world now where perfection is held up every single day right in front of us. Isn't that the truth? We get to watch everybody's highlight reels on Facebook. But I started realizing that that perfection was really damaging my relationships. And so about 10 years ago, God really started working on me through some kind of painful circumstances. And then the book came out of that. What uh, There's some of my stories and um it's pretty ugly, actually. You get to see a lot of the real Amy Carroll in that book. So, but also just the what he taught me through Scripture about letting go of that, so he could start his perfecting work in me. Mm -hmm. Well, I tell you, you know, being a speaker and an author and that sort of a thing, you you sort of, in a lot of people's eyes, you're sort of, you know, looked at almost pastorally by a lot of people, and we know that the role of pastor, uh, just insane expectations are placed on those people. Um, how do you, even though you're writing about not being perfect, it, you, you can't help just being in the position that you're in for thousands and thousands of people as you're put it all over the world, sort of look up to you, almost expecting perfection out of you because you're the one speaking about it. Uh, how do, and I would say that to Barry as well. I mean, you, when you're sort of under the spotlight, like y'all are, there has to be a real sort of pressure that people are staring at you. Cause I have this personal opinion that James Dobson just yells at his wife. <laughs> I, I, I really hope he does because that would make me feel so much better. Um, but how do you guys handle that? Um, uh, when people look at you and like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's almost, we can't be real. Yes, but it's, it's really more about authenticity. And when, Folks on the outside looking in, uh, I hope they see us with our flaws, still working hard to, to love the Lord and serve Him. And yeah, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be um, times when we stub our toe. There'll be friction in the relationship from time to time, but it's how we deal with it and, and who's at the center of that relationship um, that really has the biggest impact. And I think others see that and they see the authenticity and go, wow, they're real people and they struggle just like I do. And it makes the witness all that more effective. Well, and the beauty of living that way is that it makes Jesus the hero instead yeah. of us. And that's who is actually here. And so in all those years that I try to create this facade of perfection, that's all it was, was the facade. We're all human and we're all flawed. Um, he is the perfect one. So, and the beauty <laughs> of Proverbs 31 ministries is that really that has been one of our values from the very beginning. And what that's we're right. known for is we kind of tell our stuff on ourselves and point to Jesus as the one who is the solution. 
Now, you guys, Amy, in your your uh, bio, you mentioned both of y'all, you and Barry, being strong-willed. Could y'all <laughs> speak to a moment, uh, for a moment, about a strong-willed marriage? Well, we both like to have our way. We both are very opinionated, and <laughs> we're not afraid to let each other know it. Um, that is a recipe, I guess, for disaster sometimes. But actually, I think for us, it's worked well because we communicate well. And, uh, you know, certainly I wanted someone in my life that was a true partner. And I think that sometimes the word submissive gets, um, gets a bad rap. My wife mm-hmm. is a But I didn't want someone that was going to be subservient. I wanted someone that's going to be a true partner with me in this, in this journey of marriage. And there's some sparks. There's some friction. But uh, I love the fact that we can openly communicate. And we're at a time in our life where just those moments where we can sit and talk mean more than anything else, any gift that we can give each other. It's just a time to connect with each other. Well, and I'm laughing when I'm listening to Barry because he's saying he wants a true partner. And guys, you better be careful what you wish for. (laughs) (laughs) When When Barry asked my parents about marrying me, my mother said, you know you're getting a tiger by the tail, right? (laughs) 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 But as we talked about this idea of having a strong-willed marriage, we said there are definite downsides because our first-year marriage was tough. I had no conflict resolution skills at coming in. My parents were, I didn't marry my dad. My Lots of people say you marry someone like your dad. My dad is real low key. Uh, he's not strong willed. And so Barry and I, there were a lot of fireworks, but the upside of that is fireworks means sparks. So strong willed, two strong willed people, there are some fireworks, sure. but there's a lot of passion in that too. And that's in our relationship, but also just in the the way um, I think we're great partners when we go about a project, when we do ministry together. So there yeah. are those sides and downsides. <laughs> you mentioned conflict resolution, and uh, in, in one of your recent blog posts, it was about the case for conflict within marriage. Can you guys uh, speak to that for a second? Sure. I mean, we we do have some sparks, but what it means is things do not get. Um, swept under the rug. And a friend of mine one day, we were talking about some marriages that we were watching falling apart. And in every case, these were close friends of mine that I had no idea that they were having any problems at all. And suddenly the marriage was over. It was shocking. And I said to my friend, you know, they just swept things under the rug and swept things under the rug and swept things under the rug. And she said, the thing about the bad thing about things under the rug is they don't just lay there. They rot. And so conflict is not a bad thing. Um, if, if you know how to work through it and we've been married 26 years, so we've fine-tune that to some degree. Sure. Now, you uh, also had a blog post that was Better Marriages for Less Than Perfect Wives. I kind of want to flip that a bit and have you all speak to being less than perfect parents. We definitely made our mistakes. There was no rule book that came with our first child, and uh, (laughs) we definitely changed things with our second child. But um, the, the important thing for us was to keep those lines of communications open with our kids and we have not hidden our relationship from them they you know we try to model christ for them as parents and, and you know make sure they grow up and grew up in a home that uh, was a loving home and a christ-centered home but they've seen their mom and dad 
you know, have some moments of friction, but they've also seen us work through them. And it was important for us to be, like I say, genuine and authentic with, with our boys as well as they were going through their formative years. And one of the values I think that we've brought into our imperfect parenting is that we're willing to say we're sorry. So, I mean, I think our kids have seen us fail miserably at times, truthfully. But one of the places of grace, I guess, is that we have been able to go back and say, hey, we blew it and we're really sorry. And um, that that means a lot, I think, to kids is that they know they don't have to be perfect. And that's, you know, one of the things we've tried to give to them is is to keep those expectations in check. Absolutely. And how, how critical it is to communicate to our kids that we aren't perfect. I think sometimes, you know, parents come at their kids with this righteous indignation, like they've never sinned, they couldn't spell the word sin. And so when our kids do something, they freak out and the kids look at them like, what, you never done this? Uh, it's, I think we, uh, to Barry, to your point, I think we lose our authenticity. Sure. Uh, I was gonna ask you another, how old are your boys now? They are 22 and 19. So, yeah. yeah, we're empty nesters. We were, this is our first year of empty nest with our college students this year. Isn't it fantastic? Actually, yes. <laughs> I know you won't think it will be. And it's just, yes, we were one of those when our last one went off, you know, she says, where's your mother? And her mother was in the back measuring for a hot tub. Yeah, she was, it was, it's, it can be a fabulous time. Uh, when you, and, and when I know, I'm going to ask both of you guys this, you, you know, we're growing up at a time with, with boys and with young men. And, uh, I tell girls today, there's, there's the great possibility that you'll never even date someone who has not a young man who has not watched hundreds and hundreds of hardcore porn videos. We just have a very porn sex-saturated generation coming up. So with what you, how you work with specifically young women and things in your ministry, but guys, as parents, what do you do to instill in your boys uh, this sense of purity in a culture uh, that, that that is so alien to well, that's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That is something that we, uh, we've had experience with in dealing, uh, unfortunately, but at the same time, uh, we recognize it's something that, that we wanted to, to, you know, we've got to embrace this with our, with our kids. Uh, I guess our oldest was in middle school, and uh, we began to notice a decline in him and his personality and just uh, being withdrawn. And, you know, Amy said to me one night, hey, haven't checked the history in a while on the computer, and sure enough, there was some things that were quite alarming, and I think it was how we responded to him. We didn't fly off the handle, but we went in and confronted it and just said, hey, we we need to talk, and you know, at the end of that very tearful and, and hard night, um, he said, you know, I'm really glad that you guys saw this. I was feeling trapped, and so for us, it was important to get quality counseling for him. Uh, we were there with him as mom and dad, but we brought in a Christian counselor that could really help us through this. Uh, since then, he has been very outspoken about what he has gone through. It's a constant struggle. Uh, he has some accountability partners. He's been able to be a, 
um, be open about it with his peers, uh, speak about it at school, at church, um, and share with his brother. And we've just been we've been very open and honest and, and had those conversations. Sometimes as a parent, it'll curl your you know, curl your hair to, to to have those, but it's um, modeling that for them, being open with them, being willing to talk about it, and not treating them like a pariah when they come to you with these really tough things has made it um, able for us to, to get through some of those things together and, and come out on the other side. Yeah, I think it's so critical. Um, I, I think not shaming the sexuality and not shaming, shaming that attraction, um, but, but really celebrating the sexuality, but within the context of marriage and not through a false intimacy that is, that is pornography. Those are great words. Amy, um, real briefly, can you speak to the book study uh, that you're about to conduct with Breaking Up With Perfect? Sure. So I will be uh, leading a book study August 1st through September 5th. You can sign up for it on the website. I'm so excited about processing uh, this issue with other women, you know, because I've, I've been sunk in my own perspective writing and all that for such a long time. And I'm really excited about the interaction with other women and kind of facing our struggles together and growing together. And tell us about your, your, your podcast, Grit and Grace. Yeah, I just started this. In fact, our first, our first episode just came out this week with Sherry Gregory. And Sherry and I both share that um, reforming perfectionist background. <laughs> and so we kind of have started a podcast for women who are perfectionists, people pleasers, and highly sensitive people. And we are trying to talk about the bad rules that our culture puts in front of us and how we can break them without any embarrassment. So it's good girls breaking bad rules, and uh, we are having a ton of fun and That's learning great, a yeah. lot, talking to interesting people like you're getting to do. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, not me, but you know. Sure. <laughs> no, y'all, y'all have been fantastic. Now, if you want infor, more information about Amy, uh, go to amycarroll.org. You can find her on Twitter at amycarrollp, as in Proverbs 31. Pinterest is Amy Carroll. Instagram, as well as Facebook, are Amy Carroll P31. Did I leave anything out? That's it. That's great. I'd love to meet some of your listeners. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much, and we hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you guys so much. Hey, thank you, Um, Great couple. Great couple. Um, I love what Barry had to say, just both in parenting and in marriage, the idea of authenticity. Uh, Which is a buzzword within Christianity, but I think... And yet true. Well, yes, but I think like we want that, we talk about it, but maybe 15% of us actually do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. But, you know, we've always said the church is sort of like it's a Petri dish that, that just breeds hypocrisy. Because when we gather together, we're all dressed nicely and we just tell people, how you doing? Great, great. Praise the Lord. Great. It's, it's though we, we, we can't let people into our real lives. And, and I get it that you shouldn't, you know, just walk into church going, well, I've got hemorrhoids. And I, I, I get that. But somewhere in our church life, there should be room for reality. 
whether that's in a small group, you know, support groups, you know, whatever, a place where at church we can come in and say, this is who we really are. And since so many church, churches don't provide that outlet, uh, our marriages and our families are the only place where we can foster that kind of authenticity. And it sounds like they've uh, they've done a pretty good job. Yeah, and I think actually churches have done a lot better of a yes, job providing small have. groups. But it's been my experience that even in small groups, when it's prayer request time and you're sharing about your life, it's, man, work is really stressful right now, or my kids are going through this. It's never about my struggles, my sin. And if it is, it's just because I missed a quiet time or two. Correct. Yeah, really struggling mm. to read my Bible yeah. lately. So mm-hmm. even when churches do a fantastic job, when you make the effort to go somewhere, um, it's it's there's a complete dearth. Hmm. Love that. Yeah. Nicely done. S-A-T. Tip of the hat. Dearth of authenticity, even within uh, accountability groups, which is sad. All right. Amy Carroll, big thank you to you and your husband, Barry. And again, she's with Proverbs 7, the adulterous woman. <laughs> Proverbs 31. Hey, and sorry about the sound with Barry. I don't know how they were on their end connected, uh, but sorry about that. If you want more about, uh, want to find out more about us, go to paradoxpodcast.com. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Docs Podcast. There we go. <laughs> and then uh, you can find out more about me, Josh, at Docs. No. Oh, my gosh. I don't have it written down today. Doc Josh Myers. And I'm at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Jimmy? First off, we really debated whether to put this at the end of the show because so many of you uh, will flip it off before we get to this. So, Oh, wait a minute. Well, great, Josh. They're already gone. There's not a soul listening. Okay, uh, this is this is just for uh, my wife and the lady that I backed to backed into in the parking lot earlier today. She promised she'd listen. Um, Jay Myers fam on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and Dr. Jimmy Myers on Facebook. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. Special thanks to Life Austin Church in Austin, Texas, and our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Garb. To find out more about the Paradox and to sign up for email updates, go to our website, paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. Anytime I hear a parent, male or female, say these words, all I want is for my child to be happy. I want to just lunge at their throat. The shallowest of goals. Oh my Lord.